0: Hello, welcome to the Performance Cycling Podcast. I'm Jason Hammond. I'm here with Todd Norwood. Hello, welcome back. So today are talking about cold weather gear. So it's the winter. This is probably coming out right around the new year. So uh, it's time to learn how to ride in the cold because you need to get out on your bike. We're all cyclists here. We all have to ride. Some of us don't get to live in... Can we say sunny NorCal? It's been a bit Uh, rainy recently.
1: Well, again, it's all relative, right? It's been rainy for us as far as the Northern California expectation goes. We've had about two
0: weeks of rain, so that's quite a bit. Yeah, two
1: two weeks and about two and a half inches.
0: Yeah, and compared to, uh, you know, whatever, uh, 11 and a half months without rain. Right. so.
1: So, you know, with that being said, I will fully admit that cold in my mind is northern california coastal northern california cold uh, i do tend to ride pretty early in the morning when it's dark in the winter so i do get the coldest temperatures of the day uh, it's not out of the question i know people in other parts of the country are going to call me a wimp and that's totally fine uh, it's not out of the question for me here to get rides where it's you know 28 30 degrees for the duration of the ride and then if you're lucky enough to go out later in the day, it's 55, but, uh, such as, such as life. And I will say I have ridden below freezing well below freezing before I actually did a ride one day as in Nevada. And it was seven degrees when I went out riding, uh, I made it, I survived. It was not, it was not pleasant, but being dressed semi-properly, I went a long way to make that doable.
0: So I did, um, my early racing, my early riding in the Mid-Atlantic, and where I grew up, it was only um, it would get down to like 25, maybe a little bit lower. And the rule of thumb that my coach always said was, "Don't go out if it's below 25." And I think that's a good universal rule. And uh, part of that is in when you're riding in the sun, uh, even if the air temperature is say freezing, the the road temperature will be a little bit higher. So you won't have any issues with Mm -hmm. ice and I'm a road rider. So I'm thinking about um, the road. And if it's 25 out the, the valleys that you may dip into, if you do have valleys, um, they'll be 25, they'll be below freezing and you will have black ice that you could definitely um, eat it on. And the big thing with black ice is I'm not, you know, you, you might not go down if one, if you lose one tire, but if the sheets long enough to lose, to have both tires on the ice at the same time, you're definitely going down. So, uh, I personally, I won't go out if it's under twenty five. And I mean, that's just my choice. Some people, mountain bikers, I know, are a little more uh, frisky with the temperature.
1: Well, I mean, you know, riding on snow is a whole different adventure. So
0: yeah, and then there have some people who only go out if it's below freezing, right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: so I think the logical way in my mind to organize dressing. Uh, I think there's two ways to think about it. One's like from closest layer to your skin outward, and the other is sort of head to toe. I think head to toe works easiest for me. Um, That's also how my gear is organized in my closet. So that's how I I go about things. Uh, Just overlying principle, especially when you're riding in the cold, moisture is gonna be the enemy. Once you start to have moisture, once you start to get wet, then you're gonna get cold. water takes a lot of energy to change temperature so when you get wet it turns out that you give that energy to the water to warm it back up and find that equilibrium point right so if water is you know if it's 25 degrees outside and it's raining then you are getting wet with 25 degree water and your body is you know 98.99 you're you're trying to meet in the middle basically uh, and so that water is going to bring your temperature down quite a bit so i think that's the one thing and the other part is that Evaporation, sweating, uh, tends to reduce our temperature. So, you know, even if we're wet, not from sweating, but wet from you know, water externally, if it starts to evaporate, that's also going to reduce our temperature. So, as we're thinking about layering, we want to think about being warm, but also doing things that are going to allow us to stay dry. And of course, we have all sorts of fantastic technical fabrics to help us with that
0: yeah this is funny i remember reading uh, a short story about a guy who got um like a trap like trapped in the arctic and he he lost his boat or something and he had to build a fire but he couldn't sweat building the fire but if you know he couldn't build it by um sunset he would uh you know not make it so that it was this tension between working hard but not too hard to sweat and um that's a, maybe a bit more extreme analogy for our, our situation. But another thing I wanted to mention is the, the wind that goes across your body at speed. That's something that's unique to cyclists. Um, the wind is going to help the evaporation. You get some convective cooling in, mm-hmm. in addition to the conduction. So you're going to have even greater um, heat dissipation than, say, like a runner or um, someone who's just standing outside. But you do have uh, greater energy production maybe not than a runner but someone standing Mm -hmm. so finding the right balance and it is a unique situation we talked about this in the sunglasses episode there aren't many other sports that are similar enough to have the same technical fabric the same sunglasses the same uh, technology in order to overcome the obstacles
1: all right so start with head Uh, usually usually you have the nice airy open helmet that helps you uh, radiate a little bit of heat and lose some heat from your head probably don't want that to happen. You still want your helmet. So I think depending on how thick your hair is or how much hair you have up there, uh, you may or may want not want some thin skull cap just to help keep a little bit of that heat in so you're not losing it through your helmet vents. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any need for you to like have a, a winter helmet that's less vented. Um, there are, So I've seen that. Or I've also seen uh, helmet covers that effectively like block the vents of the helmet and go over it. I'm a fan of a, a cap that goes on personally. That's my, if it's cold enough, that's where I'm going to keep my heat in and like covering, covering your ears one direction or the other, either from a cap that's coming down, um, or from a, a scarf that's coming up as one, one you know, again, one way or another, cause your, your ears are just out there and I've found if it's cold and I'm riding that combination of cold air and, and wind that you're creating as you go, just, yeah, I just get uncomfortable. So I
0: yeah, I think on top of that, some arrow helmets have fewer vents or will have a, a film that you can push over, mm-hmm. and it's something that you can push to close the vents. And some people uh, will actually use something like a bandana. They have some technical fabric, bandana style, head coverings that... Um, They're usually intended to be more of like a sunshade or something like Mm -hmm. that, but they can also block the wind just a little bit. If you're in the 50 degree area, maybe 60s, and it's just a little bit cold, you can do something like that. But they also have different thicknesses for uh, different temperatures. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Uh, One thing with the hats is, well, so skull caps are, they're just very tight hats. Mm -hmm. So they keep all the hair down. They keep everything uh, pushed down so that you can fit a helmet over it. But so for me, I, with specialized, I barely fit a small. And if I have a skull cap on, I, I'm not a small anymore. And so you have to be aware if you're on the edge of sizes, uh, make sure you get the skull cap that fits in your helmet or you get the helmet that uh, will allow you to wear a skull cap. If that is a major part of your riding.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I said, I, I like cover my ears. Um, So my, I probably have two favorite pieces of cold weather gear and, for me, this is something that I get out if it's below 40 or so, uh, and dip into the 30s, and even below that is uh, a little scarf thing that comes up, covers my, my my mouth and nose, and then also kind of drapes over the ears. Um, you still breathe, believe it or not. Uh, it actually actually works that way. Uh, it's, it's very thin, just a thin, fleecy fabric, but again, just to keep that cold air off of your exposed skin. Is
0: it technically a balaclava, or...?
1: Well, don't those technically go up over the back, and like it's got a skullcap incorporated? I remember
0: Costelli sort of coming up with their own definition. Back when I worked in the bike shop, they said, "Oh, this is a balaclava." And um, yeah, I do. I think those are the ones that go all the way over and just leave your eyes eyes open. Mm -hmm. But people are taking more liberty with that. Yeah.
1: So this is you know a half of a one or three quarters, I guess, coming from the bottom, the bottom up.
0: Yeah, and the advantage of that is the air is heated up before mm-hmm. it comes into your throat so it, it won't be as harsh and that's because the um the layer of fabric uh, heats everything up and there's actually a little bit of moisture that's the one place that the moisture is okay yep uh, is the the moisture from your uh, exhaust yes <laughs> uh will heat up the fabric and then um, and
1: heats the air coming in heats
0: the air coming in yep
1: now i will say um i found there's a little dance you have to do with that with your sunglasses so you don't fog up your sunglasses It has to fit. It's got to be like the right fit. So your glasses fit here and it's tight, you know, tight to your cheeks. So you're not letting that again, that exhaust and that moist air come up and hit your sunglasses.
0: Yep. And so see sunglass episode. Right. Um, It is. uh, That's even harder to, I, in that episode, we recommended going to the bike shop and trying to get your glasses to fog up. And there you
1: go. Imagine coming (laughs) in with your,
0: uh, (laughs) your face covering too. And, and like,
1: uh, what is this guy doing over there? (laughs) Let me, let me test this. Hang on a second. Uh, but I think that's you know, again, important to cover that exposed skin. Um, okay. So going down, okay. Well, what kind of Jersey jacket base layer, what are you going to wear on your, your top? And I think obviously that's going to be dependent on the rider and the temperature, right? So at a certain temperature, you know, maybe you wear a base layer, your standard Jersey and some arm warmers, and you're good. Um, again, that's probably gonna depend on you. I don't know 55 i don't know what do you do jason like when when do you throw on your arm armors? what's your so
0: in my opinion and this is something that the boy scouts teach you is a warm core mm-hmm. is a warm body yep so for sure i will tend to heat up the center of my body the most mm-hmm. i'll use well i don't like full finger gloves i've had bad experiences with grip issues and um, like lack of mobility and so then Yeah, I've had bad experiences trying to open up snacks in the middle of a race (laughs) with a full finger glove. And so, you know, even the coldest races and, you know, I think we had some 36 degree races with snow in collegiate and I was wearing short finger gloves and everyone uh, was probably making fun of me behind my back. But if you keep your core warm, your fingers will be absolutely fine. It's huge. So when I do um, core stuff, I... I mean, it's all dependent and you need to practice in advance. And this is uh, pretty standard for uh, racing is to try something in advance. But I would definitely, I think I burn a little warm. So I will use the, uh, I, so the bike shop I worked at was a Castelli Mm -hmm. uh, brand. So I was able to get a lot of their technical fabrics for pretty cheap. And they had like a, a fishnet top that was their fall, uh, gear and it was just a way to keep the jersey a little bit away from you mm. create a little bubble of warmth mm-hmm. and also it was a good way to wick away any moisture that mm-hmm. um, may have come and I could wear that down to 55-50 and then um, there's another brand called Race that makes long sleeve, I, I mean I, I guess they make more than just the long sleeve um, thermal but that's also something I would use in a race is it's a tight uh, long sleeve thermal that would get you down closer to um you know freezing Mm -hmm. and then for if it's really properly cold and you're you know you're just doing base miles so those are both good options for uh, aerodynamics so the tight base layer is going to have better aerodynamics Mm -hmm. the um even a vest if it's a good tight fitting vest will be pretty good but some of these big shells that are like gabas are pretty good too although sometimes the arms are a bit puffy um gabba is the castelli um horrible weather Uh, it's kind of
1: the standard horrible weather in the peloton right but
0: it's also great for if it's dry it can still um it has a really good layer for wind blocking which is going to be the biggest enemy but some of these bigger shells the main advantage of the shells is that wind blocking technology so the bigger ones are really gonna like balloon out and i remember my friends asking uh this one guy if he was going skydiving afterwards (sighs) and um that's a bit mean but also uh maybe a bit true so uh, but i mean it doesn't matter if you're just doing a four-hour ride and you need to stay warm you can wear those shells and it's a personal preference uh, in terms of what works for you what you know do you want to seem cool if you want to seem cool maybe don't get the the big shell ones um but if you want to be warm and it doesn't matter they definitely work well um, another thing about your core is when you stop and you stop at the coffee Coffee shop, or you stop at the gas station to pick up some food. Make sure you unzip your jacket as soon as you stop. And what that does is, you no longer have the convective cooling of the wind. So your body's gonna want to sweat as soon as you stop. So unzipping your jacket, opening it up, let a little little bit of air in, and and that will get you to the right temperature a little bit quicker. And you try and avoid the sweating.
1: Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's a great tip. So along that lines of keeping the core warm think that that vest is a key element, right? Is even, you know, depending on how many layers you're going with, you're probably going to have extra layers around your core relative to your extremities. So a base layer, a jersey, uh, maybe a vest, and maybe some other sort of a, a shell, depending on how, how cold it is for you. And yeah, I in the cold weather, I, would, I, I, I can't think of a time where I've had a fewer layers on my core than other places. Because that is so important to keep your center warm.
0: Absolutely. And the the best part about it is you can just unzip, you know, not maybe maybe not all the way. It might be too windy, but even just a half zip or a third zip. And you can unzip each one. Like there's almost infinite number of uh, different um, changes that you can make to get just the right amount of uh, cooling in. Yep. And uh, then you can be the right temperature. Yeah,
1: you can find that nice equilibrium. Yep. So... I guess we gotta talk about gloves now, since. Uh, well, I, so
0: when it comes to arm warmers, that also follows the you know if we're, if we're going top. All, all
1: right, you can go out out from the center.
0: So, um, when it comes to arm warmers, they f- also follow the um, You keep the core warm, and your auxiliary uh, areas will be warm. And I have had times when you know, I can feel my fingers are definitely warmer if I wear arm warmers. So for the most part, I wouldn't wear them just because the aerodynamics aren't great. And, you know, sometimes they can get in the way and sometimes they get a bit hot and they're a pain to take off, especially in a race. But uh, if you are worried about your, I know some people who don't wear any gloves and they'll just do arm warmers and that keeps the blood warm enough through the arms down into their hands. So, uh, but arm warmers also, I mean, all this stuff is personal preference, but um arm warmers some some companies make them so thick that you know you just get sweaty right away Mm -hmm. and finding the right brand that is the right thickness for you is uh maybe they make them really thick because uh a lot of like top riders are like soup have like really tiny arms and so this one guy um had the classic cyclist physique that i i was on the team with and he was always cold and he was always dressing so much more than the, uh, the rest of us and maybe it's because his arms were pencils and uh well he was you know better than most of us on the team so maybe there's some uh some correlation there
1: so yeah i think that's i think that's fair and the the thing the challenge sometimes is the well when do i switch from the long sleeve jersey or the short sleeve and arm warmers to the long sleeve jersey and i don't know to that to me that's a function of the of course absolute temperature but also the time of day if it's going to get warmer then you may want to go with the option to end up in a short sleeve. And if it's going to be cold or get colder, then you probably pretty safe with uh, a long sleeve in that situation.
0: Yeah. For the most part, roadies don't do long sleeve. And I think the reason for that is because you have less control Mm -hmm. Uh, when you're in a long sleeve, you're stuck. If it heats up or you have some intensity to do, um, you can only zip down the middle, but you know, you'll, you'll definitely get a lot of heat in your shoulders. But, um, when you have arm warmers, you can pull them down a little bit. You can get some cooling. So, yeah, roadies uh, shy away from the. I know mountain bikers like the. the long uh, yeah, stage. I
1: like I like the long sleeve. You... I think
0: they look good, but uh, functiona- I mean, functionality is just not there. Yeah.
1: and it's a function of like I said. I think it's a function of what what do you need out of it, right? If it's, if you know it's not going to be warmer than thirty two degrees and you're doing a base ride, then it's probably fine. Yeah, if sure. it's going to be fifty five when you're done riding, then you started when it was thirty two. Then yeah, you probably want to have the option. To... Or
0: somehow you you know you're stuck in cold weather in March. And it's it's time to do high intensity intervals. Um, it might not be a good time to do the long sleeve because you're going to have issues with cooling and you're mm-hmm. gonna have issues with um, getting the right temperature during those intervals, and also being able to cool off quickly enough afterwards to not sweat too much.
1: Yep. Cool. All right. So gloves.
0: All right. Well, you're, I basically already you said gave, you're my, you're a
1: no you're a no glove person. I'm a, I'm the other end of spectrum.
0: You have like the lobsters.
1: I don't have the lobsters. I have some fairly insulated gloves, though, and different different variations. I probably have three to four sort of gradations of glove that I that I go with. That's pretty typical. Depending on what it is, right, from my summer gloves um, all the way to. So I guess I have I have four. So I have summer gloves. I have sort of my mid weight. I recognize that it's fall moving into winter and it's not summer glove time anymore. My, yeah, it's it's cold outside, but not quite that cold yet. And then I have a pair of liners that I'll throw underneath those if it's really, really cold. Um, so that, that's sort of my progression of, of gloves.
0: When it comes to gloves, how do you make sure the grip is right? So a little background. Um, the only long finger gloves that I would wear are this, there's this one brand of track gloves that makes really sticky, like mm-hmm. almost like football player gloves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you put your hands on the bars and they don't leave those bars till the end of the race. And, um, okay. I'd wear those. I, I like the really sticky texture and especially mm-hmm. if you're swinging around a velodrome, it's really nice to have the confidence on the bars, but it seems like a lot of, especially road long finger gloves do not come with the grips that you need. And you also lose the, the tactile feel of the shifters mm-hmm. and you lose the dexterity with your fingers when it comes to snacks and water bottles and stuff like that. Um, are there ways to overcome this stuff or?
1: I mean, I guess I'm just so used to, I don't own a pair of short finger gloves, uh, okay. you know, being a mountain biker. So I always have long finger gloves. So, I mean, I think part of it is a lot of my gloves have some sort of a, a rubberized texture, rubberized material. Uh, on the key pieces for grip uh, so like a leather palm but like on the fingertips and everything that going to grip the the brake pads shifters that has some sort of a rubberized texture to give mm-hmm. that little bit of extra grip or tackiness there um, and then I don't know I guess the dexterity to me is just I've learned it maybe through much practice and I, don't know, I guess this comes back to what we've said many times before which is practice 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 right and I'm, i think i'm so used to it that it's second nature and that's something that i account for in my feel when i'm on the bike
0: yeah maybe you didn't even realize that you were practicing yeah. the whole time
1: right and it's like oh yeah to, i guess to me putting my hands on the bars with long finger gloves on is how it should feel and it feels it feels a little weird to me if i hop on my bike just to like spin around the block to test something if i do it hmm. barehand. like oh this is weird that's that's what the that's such cold metal on my brake levers. What the heck?
0: Yeah. I actually had a period where I would only wear gloves in races and that's because, well, you know, whatever. I like the feel of the road, you know, Mm -hmm. every uh, roadie loves to say stuff like that, but um, yeah, it feels nice to not ride with gloves, but um, you do need to have that almost, you know, you know, almost in your quiver, the ability to change your gloves and to to own gloves that, you know, will work at different temperatures. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I raced uh, C Collegiate, and basically we started the races at the bottom. That's the mid-Atlantic mm-hmm. to northeast region. And we started the races in the bottom of the region, and we finished at the top of the region. And that's because um, it was warmest at the bottom, so we could actually run the races. In I think our first race was at the beginning of February. That's um, pretty
1: typical for road, yeah.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, you know, in um, in Delaware, that's fine, but that and you know, in Vermont, there's still two feet of snow. So by the time it was time to race in Vermont, the snow had mostly melted. In, but what that meant was we basically followed the the freezing line. It was each the race. same
1: temperature every race.
0: Yeah. So, but what was crazy is that the each week the opportunity to be warm was there, but the opportunity to be cold was there because of the natural fluctuations. In addition to the natural, uh, you know, opportunity, mm-hmm. like the, the heat change throughout the region, plus the variability. So you had to come to the race with like an extra bag of just like random stuff that you needed to know how to use and how to, um, you know, how to wear properly to not overheat or not, you know, under warm, Cause that can make for a miserable day. If, also, if you mess up there.
1: So you're probably not going to believe this being that I raced on the West coast There was a race that I did in February down in Los Angeles area. There was actually snow on the side of the road for the entire road race. And it was just like, what am I doing here? Like, what, how did this happen? Uh, This is not, this is not what I signed up for. When I signed up for a road race in February, I was like, oh, it's in LA. It's sunny. It'll be great. Oh no, not, not the case at all. Uh, I
0: had a similar race in Philly and, um, I think I got, I think I got fourth. I There were three people up the road, and we were lining up for the field sprint, and I was fourth in the field sprint coming into the last corner, and this and the first guy wiped out and took out the two guys behind, and it was, like, 40 and raining the whole time. And so then I, I was the only person who, like, made it through the crash somehow, and uh, I, like, finished, like, three seconds before the next person. But very similar, like, chaotic snow on the side of the road, like it would hit the ground and melt. So, you know, you don't know if any moment you're just about to hit a bunch Mm -hmm. of black ice or something, but uh, very similar. Um, But I think that the reason that, you know, okay, I got a bit of an advantage from the fact that, you know, the three people in front of me wiped out. True. But, um, But part of the game. Yeah. Part of the game is being prepared and having the right mindset because you don't feel awful. And, if you're cold or unprepared or you're hot and sweaty and sticky and gross, you're not thinking about lining up where you want to be for the final sprint. You're thinking about, Oh, can this just be over? You know, I'm, I'm not having a good time. And to be able to prepare is putting yourself in the opportunity to get a result. And, um, yeah. So whatever you got to be in the right position to be lucky, right? Yeah, for sure. So this is all, a uh, I guess knowing your winter gear and knowing when to use it is a lot of creating opportunities to be lucky in races. Actually,
1: come to think of it. I raced twice in the snow on the West Coast. I, I, I now recall a mountain bike race. Was the did other I one in, in Oregon? Or? No, it was in Nevada. Uh, it was like the beginning of the mountain bike season. It was September, and it was the first race of the season. And it it's like a late, well, early, I guess, snowstorm in the, the Sierras. Uh, it was like covered.
0: Was that a lot of that sounds like a lot of fun
1: uh it was fun except none of us were really prepared for it to be that cold so I think it was as much fun as it is to ride in the snow like when you're when you're prepared mountain in the snow is fantastic and awesome no one was really prepared for that because it was like it was it was forecast to be cool and I think we all prepared for like oh it's gonna be cool it's gonna be like 40 45 and it was a little cooler than that and snowed and uh, we aren't really prepped for that kind of a that kind of a day anyhow
0: so yeah let's talk about uh what pants are next
1: uh yeah tights and so what i've found is when it's when it's cold your your shorts your summer shorts do a decent job summer shorts with uh knee warmers or leg warmers what have you at a certain point you want the thicker fabric that comes with proper uh fall or winter tights just gives that little extra bit of insulation uh in the the waist region that your leg warmers don't cover
0: yeah so the big thing with leg warmers or knee knee warmers uh, and bibs is that your the idea is your upper thighs have enough uh, meat (laughs) to them that you're not going to get cold but um, there is actually a lot of surface area there in between the bottom of the shell and where the knee warmers, the, you know, they probably fleece knee yep. warmers. So that area, yeah, eventually the cold starts That's, to bite just a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, you know, go invest in a nice pair of, you know, bib tights. And I've actually seen some, uh, bib shorts but they're the the thicker material they're basically like intended for you to ride in the winter with your leg warmers or knee warmers like that. I yeah, it's kind of a weird hybrid and I, yeah. I just go get yourself a proper pair of tights and be done with it
0: so a few things here with I a was... zipper uh, so Ankle key. zipper
1: oh, ankle zipper is nice but no 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 uh, a zipper like in the bib so you can actually use the bathroom oh. it's a it's, it's a game changer but
0: not the not the skin suits skin suit squat that we all do no i think that's not. normally what i've been doing
1: no it's like as if we're on the front because some a lot of times those winter tights come up a little bit higher too yeah and cover the core yeah, a little well bit more.
0: what i'm saying is you know everyone in a skin suit who has to go to the bathroom they you know they like squat down and like bend yeah, it back do, do enough the thing. just to get yeah, the right yeah, yeah. the fabric in the right position yeah. you can do the same thing with your bibs you
1: could but why when you can buy a pair that has a zipper to make it that much easier well i know it's an that innovation it's, it's
0: um yeah it's a uh, it's not the cycling tradition to do that is it um no okay so my experience with bibs um i i had a coach who said anything under 68 cover the knees which i think is ridiculous i would be so sweaty uh, if I covered the knees at 68, so I, I'm closer to like 58, I think. Um, but the main point of that is you want to keep the cartilage warm. You don't want to let it get too cold because it can, uh, start to get to wear down if you don't have as good mobility in those joints. I
1: don't know if I truly agree with that, Uh-oh, but no.
0: this is the, uh, the, whatever the public, this I-
1: is the public. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's a whole lot of science to back that. Right. And we even gone off the, like, does icing change temperature of the tissue? superficially yeah deep no not so much uh i think you have to be out on a real cold day to like change tissue temperature at cartilage that's gonna be pretty cold so i'm not i'm not convinced that that's the actual rationale now you know might you yeah i don't i'm maybe it changes the viscosity of the synovial fluid or some that if it's cold enough but i'm i'm doubtful that that's actually the rationale i think it's probably more just feels better
0: <laughs> yeah it could just be you know the the french tradition was to yeah. do that and uh, everyone sort of latched onto it but
1: i've mean, been you know i've definitely heard that too and like oh yeah below 60 below 65 but what is that based on and i you know i at some point i asked my professors and they're like what are you talking about like where did you hear that uh, like, oh like they're like i don't think you know and same thing i was like I don't think that's true, but you know what? Sure, some well, the also, one person. It's,
0: it's funny that um, Castelli has temperature ratings mm-hmm. for their garments, and they're all wrong. Like maybe if you're doing like a hundred watts, uh, it, like they're all way too, um, way too, too cold. Yeah. So it'll say this is for freezing, and you'll put it on at freezing, and you'll be sweating through it. And, it, and it, if you're doing any sort of intensity, even endurance pace. And so I wonder if it's, um, you know, skinny little Italians sure. need thicker fabric or so maybe um, they that idea that you need to cover your knees comes from some group or some area that has a different experience with cold.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. That's a, that's a TBD. I'm going to do some research on that one. Yeah.
0: So I think that for me, I've had really good experiences with three quarter pants. I really like them. Fleece line, three quarters.
1: Oh, the like, um, bib bib knickers.
0: Yeah. Like uh, that.
1: So that's my number two favorite thing of like winter fall gear.
0: Okay. I think we're in agreement. So, um, the main reason I like those is because they don't put any pressure on your quads. Knee warmers sometimes can get a bit get, of a squeeze. You get funky, yeah, yeah. Um, what do they call that? Sausage casing. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you don't get any of that effect, but you get all the warmth that you need, and they're not overly warm. Sometimes uh, full pants are a bit stuffy, um, and the cover like if you wear wool socks. Mm-hmm. We're skipping ahead a bit. If you wear wool socks, then uh, it'll interact with the bottom of the pants, and it'll yep. your lower leg will be like unusually warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the three quarters is almost like the perfect balance between those.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, I love that. It's like one of my favorite uh, pieces of kit.
0: Yep. And uh, yeah, as soon as the temperature dips to the right amount where you can, uh, hey, I can wear my three quarters out, it's always a, yeah, a get, good day. Yeah, I get pretty
1: excited about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, the other thing about pants is if you are in like an external pants user, like you have bibs and then you have Yeah, you wear, your, yeah, you wear your, your
1: summer bibs and then you wear your... Pants, uh, tights or whatever or so top. I, I know a said. lot
0: of people who do that, and, I mean, it works fine. The main disadvantage of that is that the pants are not bibs. So the main reason we wear bibs instead of shorts is because the the pants will move around a bit, and they'll tuck under or whatever your issue is, depending on, you know, how your bike is set up. But usually they don't quite stay in place. That's why we have the straps around mm-hmm. our shoulders, keeps the, bit, uh, the chamois keeps in the right up, spot. Yeah. So... You have to be careful with that. If that's not an issue for you, your your seat feels so good in uh, in long pants, like having a second layer of fabric, like it's like sitting on a couch. And uh, so you have to know that it does change your fit a little bit. You will be a few millimeters higher on the seat, which you know some people say that's a huge difference. Some people, you know, not so much. But you have to. You have to be aware of it, and I don't know. I've had some uh, some pretty comfy rides with uh, with the double layers. So, um, if you are one to look into the saddle softness, it might be fair, an option for fair you. Fair
1: enough. Um, okay, so we got two two things left, like socks and shoe cover accessories, if you will. Uh,
0: so socks, uh, I tend to do merino wool not too thick uh-huh. it's really easy to overheat in your feet I think um, and that's because everyone wants the thickest socks think oh yeah the warmer the better but remember it's not about this is so common we've talked about this so many times it's not about too much training it's not about too little training it's about the right amount of training like don't eat too many carbs don't eat too little carbs eat the right amount of carbs you need to get the right thickness of socks and how do you do that? You buy all the thicknesses of socks and then you try them out and you learn which one's right for you. Well,
1: and some of that's going to be dependent on your shoe, right? Depending on the fit of your shoe and your foot, you may or may not have too much wiggle room in that department. You
0: might not have the opportunity to use too thick of right. socks. And it just,
1: it may be, depends on
0: the closure system and stuff like yeah, that. But
1: well. it may be somewhat dictated by your shoe foot interface. So uh, yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a big wool a sock fan. Uh, I just tend to do the job quite well and um, yeah just go go play with some wool socks and
0: some people are almost uh, like sock purists and they'll only use a very technical like Swiftwick some people really like their fabric I think it's okay I I think that workout or cycling specific socks are important but I don't think that one particular brand stands out better than the others I think though that the way you're shoe fits and the way that the shoe feels can be dependent on the socks and some people don't like to mess with that interaction so some people will wear their their summer socks in the winter because Mm -hmm. they they need that same feel and then they instead get their foot warmth from the shoe covers which we can move on to natural transition there yeah uh
1: yeah so i think with that you know depending on what you do with your footwear if you have your summer shoes or your all year round shoes, those are probably ventilated quite a bit. And that ventilation in the winter is probably not your friend if it's really cold outside. And there's various ways for you to uh, reduce the ventilation and improve the insulating qualities of your shoe. I think the most simple, well, I don't know what the most simple is. I guess there's two things I think that are very simple. So one is like the just toe covers, super simple, pull it over the toe. Keeps the wind off your toes. Um, usually has a hole for your cleat to go round and yeah, very easy and as well. Uh, typically a neoprene type fabric. Um, some, some water repellency, but not, you know, if it's wet enough, those things are going to get waterlogged.
0: Yeah. And they, they usually like loop under your cleats Yep, and that's how they stay on. And those ones are good because you can actually take them off in the middle of a race. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoe covers, that's a bit ambitious, but toe covers, it's definitely realistic to take them off if you need to. So
1: then I think the other simple thing in my mind is the like sock-like over shoe thing. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like a, like a little bit thicker than sock material and you just... It's like an extra sock, basically that you're yeah, pulling over the oversock. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and that again, that's a little ambitious to try to take off in the middle of a race. Yep. But um, it's it's more aerodynamic, maybe.
0: So I found that the there is a third grouping, which is um, these sort of shell shoe covers, and some are waterproof, some are not waterproof, but they'll have like a zipper up the back. And, yep. Uh, but they're they're more rigid and and usually some sort of like foam. I've I've never had a good experience with those.
1: Yeah, I've tried so I mentioned the really cold seven degree ride. I did have a pair of those. Uh, that may be one of the like two times I used those and I don't own them anymore. And yeah. So it was just so impractical and yeah, they just don't I don't know, d I, I I wasn't seeing the value. Um, I know there are several other things that, like like the shell that are thinner, uh, made a little bit more flexible and either have like a it's like a waterproof membrane and you know, I think that it's good and bad to that the good is keep water out. It'll probably have some wind breaking qualities to it. The bad is that depending on the breathability of that fabric, uh, you may end up having some pretty sweaty feet. And I, th- I think that's one of the things I always think about in, you know, cold and wet riding is I don't want the uh, fabrics and the um, apparel that I'm wearing to make me, more wet from sweating than if I just not had the, that jacket or that layer, like right, that that defeats the purpose.
0: Yep. And so the uh, these latex style shoe covers, mm-hmm. um, that what what is velo toes? Is, velo, yeah. Yep. They uh, popularized it. Those ones actually, um, well, one they're not completely waterproof. They yeah, uh, yeah. they have a space for the cleat, and yep. the water will slowly drip yep. in. Depends on how water
1: water intrusion, yeah.
0: But one thing that's good about them is you don't get evaporative cooling because they're not water permeable. Mm-hmm. So if you sweat, the sweat stays right in there, and yeah. that can actually be—it'd uh, be warming, actually. Yeah, it's it is. It's it's definitely warm to keep them in there. I mean, oh, I've had some rides where actually I I only use those shoe covers when I race, but I've had some races where my whole body's dry and my socks are drenched. Soaked. Yeah, and it's because the yeah there's no there's no water exchange, and your feet will get really warm from the um, from the enclosure and from the added moisture and um, yeah it can be a bit uh, funky but the other thing that's important to remember with shoes is the if you do have like composite soles and this is for roadies because you don't have as much rubber Mm -hmm. to um, as mountain bike shoes the composite soles if it's too close to the bottom of your feet it can be a really good heat sink and in a in a bad way, mm-hmm. and the composite soles will be so cold, and it just every time your just blood flows through it. your foot, yep, it right pulls out. some heat out. And I remember just the bottom of my of my feet on some rides uh, where I got the combination wrong, just really seeping out the cold. And so you can either increase the thickness of your socks, you can try and put some shoe covers on that um, keep the soles warmer, so they don't get as cold. Or you can add different insoles that are mm-hmm. a little thicker and then it keeps your, um, your foot a little bit further away from that composite sole.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess in the summer that maybe helps you, you and get a little heat out, but in the winter yeah. certainly that's not helping you. Um, this is a total aside of like on the bike gear, but you know it goes along with favorite things that go with winter riding. I got a, a boot dryer a couple of years ago inexpensive little device it's maybe 40 50 bucks all it's like a fan that flows warm air through your shoes or boots after you're done riding in the so way
0: a hair dryer uh two yep. hair dryers
1: two hair dryers basically um on a stand and you can just uh, it sits in my garage and every time i come back after a wet ride or my shoes are moist just throw it on there dries it out uh, it's it's fantastic a little investment
0: do you ever use it before
1: um I will admit to using it to warm my shoes. Yes, absolutely. Whoa. My shoes and gloves. It has a, it has two options. You can just have it do air, just like ambient temperature air, or you can have it heat the air. Uh, and I, before a cold ride, I have certainly turned it on to warm up my shoes and gloves.
0: So I have two um, things to build off that. One, if it is wet... You can put your feet... You can uh, tie trash bags, not trash bags, like grocery a, like bags. A, or a
1: sandwich bag. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, or Ziploc bags. Ziploc bags or like a plastic grocery bag mm-hmm. around your feet. And then that gives it a... Okay, it's not the best waterproof layer, but it's definitely better than... It's
1: something, yeah. Yeah,
0: just socks. And that can be another tool. And, and if you have long pants or you have shoe covers, that'll cover up the, the tie-off mm-hmm. the bag or whatever. Um, the other thing that I had was you should be a little bit cold when you start your ride. Yes, absolutely. This is really important. When you step out, like we all do this, when we step out after we put on our 18 layers of clothes for the first time and we still feel a little bit cold, half the time you step back inside and you go, "Uh, do I really want to do this ride? And the truth is you need to start your ride a little bit cold because as soon as you start – exerting energy you're going to put out more and produce more heat than you're gonna get cooling mm-hmm. so you want to be cold for the first 10 minutes you don't want to be cold for the first half hour at about the 30 minute point is when you need to say did I mess something up here and do I need to turn around or do I need to do a five minute effort and uh, you know just churn up the heat a bit
1: also to go with your sandwich bags I should say those with gloves but also uh, you know latex gloves can do the same thing for your hands mm-hmm. if, just if like, you're uh, if you're going disposable like, ones yep yep just like the latex exam gloves or so i, I always have those for working on my bike uh, like from i'm working on the drivetrain or something and it's, that's dirty or greasy or hopefully it's not too dirty and greasy but um uh, if it happens to be uh, i usually have those just sitting around my garage for uh, working on the bike uh, and, and so I, that waterproofs your gloves yep exactly yep. it's just a little, a little extra layer underneath and they're dirt cheap
0: so uh any other i mean head to toe right i guess i think
1: we covered i think we covered all the all the options as far at least all the possible types um, without going too crazy i mean
0: sure and i guess the only thing i have to add is it takes a lot of experimentation and uh, we're i guess trying to give our experiences because i think we've both bought jackets or shoe covers or gloves that we've ditched subsequently and it's because it's a lot of personal preference, but it's also a lot of uh, uh, let me buy this thing and see if it works. Uh, it doesn't really work and that's okay. And that's normal. And that's part of the process and uh, having the ability to know what works and use it at the right time can really be the difference in, you know, your race going well, or even your ride being bearable. And um, it's really important to have this stuff dialed.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, and just cause we like three quarter pants, that's great. It works for us. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Like you, you may get three quarter bibs. And like, this is the worst thing ever. What are, what are they talking about? Cabs calves hurt. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely that personal variability. So it's even like, you know, ask a friend or ask a trusted uh, riding partner is useful to a point. Uh, but at the end of the day, as with many things, it's just going to come down to your personal, personal preference and how your body responds to the cold and, and the gear you're using.
0: Yep. So, um, if you liked our episode, we're trying to get some more people to listen to it because, um, well, we're trying to get you to avoid buying uh, as few um, winter jackets as possible. So, uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, uh, retweet. Uh, Todd, quick.
1: That's, that's all. That's all I got. Those are all the ones I know.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Feel free to do any of those. And uh, Todd, you have anything else?
1: Well, of course, as I always say, until next time, keep the overside down.